Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a, another episode of Your Journey Transformation Podcast. Today, we have our guest, Marlies Hardiman, with us, and she is going to talk about Transformation Speaks. I love the name of your website, by the way. And she is not only just Marlies, she is a thriver and a striver. And Welcome to the podcast, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you for having me, and I am also, and thank you for the compliment, but I honestly didn't pick the name. Um, a, 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 actually, a lady I met on Facebook, we had two interactions, one where we talked, and the other when she sent me my logo, so I didn't pick it. So it was a perfect name, but I didn't have anything to do with it. Well, I love it because I think it really probably speaks to what you've been through in your life. So tell tell our listeners first what got you started doing what with what you are doing and how you got there. Okay. Um, I started out uh, basically... Transformation Speaks is about my struggle um, and my ability to move from a place of pain, sorrow, anger, hostility, to a place of peace, joy, and being able to move into a arena where anything is possible. Uh, I call it hang on while you become. Um, I end I started as a child watching my parents um, fighting. There was a lot of domestic violence. Um, I was sexually assaulted twice. Um, I was physically abused. I had neurological disorders because of the abuse. And all during my young adult life, I was angry. I was bitter, I was crying, there was always a dark cloud kind of hanging over me. Um, everywhere I went, I always saw what was going wrong instead of what was going right. And with the help of some very wonderful people and um, my own desire just to move from the place of pain, I began to push and push and read and learn and talk and move myself to a point where I could find peace. I'm sorry. Where I could find peace and joy and happiness. So I'm not sure. Can you still see me? Yeah, we can still see you. You you are good. Okay. I can't see you, but you can see me. Oh, no. Well, I can still see you and hear you, so we're good on that front. Okay. So you were talking about some of the stuff that you went through in your younger years and overcoming that. One of the things that I talk about is breaking generational patterns. So what you are doing is breaking that generational pattern by finding that joy and finding that peace. So let's dive into that. Let's talk a little bit about that journey into 
finding that joy and finding that peace, what really was your moment of going like, okay, I need to change and I need to no longer be a victim here, but become an overcomer. It, and um, in college, while I was still in that mode of hostility, I met a wonderful man who listened to my anger and, and put up with my attitude. And I married him, which was the wise decision. <laughs> and um, one day after one big blow up, he came to me and he said, I can't do this anymore. If you're going to continue to live in the space you're in, I can't live here anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that was that moment that I said, I got to do something because if it's going to be losing problem, the best thing that I've got going and staying where I'm at, I'm willing to move because I need to keep him. And it wasn't for him. I just believe it was the opportunity to look at myself and say, oh, you really are having problems here. I would, it was not uncommon for me in the middle of the night to be walking down the street in my pajamas because I was upset in the dead of winter with no shoes on. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's a lot. And sometimes it takes that wake up call of going like, okay, I, you know, the person that I love is saying, you know, like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I love you, but I can't be your literal or figurative, I'll say figurative emotional punching bag. Right. Because it is, and my husband and I were just talking about our marriage because we have a son that, that is currently incarcerated. And, you know, I was telling him, we both had to find our own way in that anger, in that struggle that we were both in. Because when you have a loved one that is put in prison, there's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with that. Yes. And we each had to learn how to deal with it in our own way. And because of talking about that, you know, I'm going to go off just on a little tangent, but because we talked about that, we're actually thinking about co-hosting a podcast with people that are still married that have sons and daughters in prison that have overcame those struggles and how to deal with that. So it's, it's one of those things when you were talking about yours, Marlies, and your, your husband's go like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And you're going like walking in your pajamas in the wintertime on the sidewalk with no shoes. That's a huge thing of saying, okay, what do I need to do to change that? So what was that process like for you to, go from walking barefooted in the freaking winter time in pajamas yeah. to doing what you're doing now? Um, it was a long process. Um, being honest, it is not, it was not easy. And I don't want to give anybody the impression that it was. 
Um, there are a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of joy and a lot of pain. I was, I met, we decided because of the African-American culture that I needed help and we're not going to go to therapy. We're going to go to church. And that's just what African-American people do. We go to church. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we seek that help. And I happened to find a wonderful pastor who began to work with me and we read books together. We went through the 12 step program and not because I was doing drugs, but because it is a wonderful program for you yeah. to release. Yes. To understand that you need to let some things go and you also need to be a hell to be held accountable. Yeah. So as we walked through that program, that really, um, that was probably the ice, when the ice broke, um, yeah. I began to look for, look at myself and see the pain and to release it and to forgive it and to forgive the people and to understand that what they did to me was not who I was, yeah. that that wasn't my identity. That was what they chose to do. Even if it was wrong, it was still their choice. And that my responsibility was how I was going to respond for the rest of my life to what had been happening to me. And so slowly I began to work and read and work. I'm a teacher, so reading comes second nature. So I read every book that I could possibly get my hands on that talked about healing and forgiveness. And I actually sat with my pain and began to see where it were those places in my heart that were damaged because of the pain what I was doing in response to the pain. And then I could make goals that focused on those places. I learned about giving myself grace and mercy. Oh, yes. And, you know, so when I did mess up, you know, I didn't throw myself away. I understood I was still worth keeping. I oh, learned yes. how to set boundaries. Um, because I didn't have any. And unfortunately, when you are abused, you learn the world is unsafe, but you also don't have boundaries to protect yourself either. Yeah. So I learned, you know, how to set boundaries, how to set expectations, how to communicate with other people so that they understood my needs, wants, and desires and could respond without me just yelling and screaming and losing control of myself. And yeah. so I worked through that step-by-step step, and that took years, about 10 to 15 years. So oh, it yeah. wasn't easy. Um, then I really think one of the breaking points when things really started to get better was that 
what the young lady, uh, the gentleman who assaulted me the second time, called me and asked me if I would give her father last rites. Because I, of course, because I had was getting the help from the pastor. You know, you mimic those people who yeah. are in front of you and who are helping you. Yeah. And so I became a minister. She asked me, not knowing what had happened, to give her father last rites. And that process of getting to saying yes, to getting through the door oh, yeah. uh, was horrendous. I felt like I was going crazy. I literally oh. had an angel and a devil <laughs> talking to me at the same time. But when I went in there and I finally was able to face him, he, I got something that few people got and that was an apology. Oh, um, and and I saw in front of me a frail man who was half of the man that had assaulted me. And here I was a strong, capable woman. And it gave me it began to say, OK, let it go. It's over. Let it go. And when I finally made it to the car, I sat in the car and I screamed and I hollered. And I beat the car, and I'm sure the people who were sitting in the car next to me thought, oh, my gosh, he's crazy. <laughs> because I literally cried and screamed, and I got all that junk. Because I really think that's what happens when we're traumatized. We swallow the pain. Yeah. And because we think people won't believe us or won't yeah. accept us we hold that pain in our heart and it's like poison we poison ourselves yes, and that gave us the op gave me the opportunity to honestly get that poison once and for all out of my system and when oh. i finally began to drive home it felt like i was in the car alone for maybe the first time in my life. Oh, I, I don't know if anybody can see this, but I am so trying not to cry because that, when you were talking about that, all I can hear is the song When Mercy Walked In. Yes. And when you're talking about going face to face with somebody that has done you really great harm and you take that and you were able to do that, Mar Marley. So I don't even know if I'm at that point in my life. I know I have forgiven, but I don't know if I have made it to that point to where if I was asked to come give this person his last rites, I don't know if I could do that. So, holy freaking cow. <laughs> This is like something that you would see in a movie. You don't hear this on a freaking podcast. What? I'm, I'm like speechless, like literally, because it is just, it is showing the mercy and the healing that you gave not only yourself, but also the person that literally, in a lot of people's eyes, 
don't deserve your mercy and don't deserve your grace. But and yet, I have to be honest, I had a lot. I had a great husband and a wonderful pastor who and a wonderful pastor's wife who were undergirding me. So when you begin to receive grace it, and, and forgiveness and understanding, it's a lot easier yes. to give it. Yes. Um, and so at that point, I was getting so much love yeah. that I could find that, that ability to even do. And my pastor had told me, because believe me, we had many, 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 many discussions about why I wasn't going. <laughs> and he said, if you don't go, you'll never find peace. Yeah. So, and he was like, I can't tell you what to do, but you, I can guarantee it will change your life. If you just do the hard thing, do yeah. what's uncomfortable you'll be able to move into a better place. And he was right. I mean, he he was right. Oh, that is just, ladies, when you are listening to this or if you're listening to the replay or listening on Spotify or, or iTunes or on YouTube, wherever you're listening from this from, Please drop a comment below if you're doing reviews on iTunes. I really want to know what your thoughts on this part of the conversation because this is huge. This is something that we can all learn from that have been through those type of traumas. And it's something that Marlisa is life-changing for you. And I think that's probably like you were saying when you let that go and you just like screamed, even though the people probably thought you were nuts, but sometimes we have to let it go. and We have to let that scream go in order to heal. That is one reason why I'm doing this course. That's actually starting on Tuesday. That is called finding your strength when your ground is shaking. And it's a, about that brokenness it's about healing from that past it's about getting past that trauma that has plagued your life for so long to be able to have the tools to overcome that and you have a tool in your toolbox now that nobody can take away from you because you did such a phenomenal job of letting go and giving in and Finding your peace. <laughs> Thank you. I I mean, and and personally, it it does, and it has reshaped everything because everything I was thinking about it today, and it's true. I do have my hard days. I do have my rough days. I do struggle i do still you know have days when i just want to quit just yeah. quit yeah but those days are few 
and I see the blessings and I'm overwhelmed with the things that are happening in my life. And I really do attribute everything to that moment when I was willing to say, you, like you said, you don't deserve the grace. You don't deserve the mercy. You don't deserve the forgiveness. But I'm giving it to you anyway. Because that's what God kind of, that's what Jesus did for us. He yeah. said, you don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Yeah. That is a powerful story. And I'm going to ask you this because I don't know, but do you, have you written a book about it? Because if you have it, you need to. <laughs> And that is so, I'm, I'm, and you, that is so amazing. So the answer is yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, the book is written. Um, and for matter of fact, today I received, I'm in that endorsement process where you get the forwards and the endorsements. And it kind of feels like begging, <laughs> um, but um, I sent um, a lady that I just met um, a couple of weeks ago. And I said, I know this sounds funny, but I'd like to know if you would read the sample of my book. And if you feel led, will you write a forward? She wrote such a... Um, intimate kind gentle i was like wow when you read something someone else wrote about you i kept going is she talking about me <laughs> yeah and literally i was in my classroom during my lunch just crying reading it over and over again and it sort of has given me strength that says yes what you're doing counts it counts. You just have to keep pushing. So, yes, I have written a book. Um, I'm just in phases. And now I'm in that endorsement forward phase. So, if anybody's watching this, and I'm going to plug this real quick. And if, not, I, if, if you're watching and you would like to read a sample of a really, really good book, and write a forward, just what you think. Um, please go to my website or find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's all Transformation Speaks. That's the easiest way to find me. And just drop me a line and say, I'll read a sample copy. And I will be so grateful. As I said, you got my email. So I do want to read a sample of that. Um, cause I'm not going to say no to that because I have a feeling that I'm probably going to be in tears and I'm probably going to have tear drops on that forward message. But it, when you're talking about you being a teacher, I can see it transferring really well with what you're doing because you're teaching women that they don't have to stay in that quagmire, that muck, that stuckedness, that brokenness, because 
one of the things that I heard the other day, and it really resonated with me, is that, and it was from my other guest, and she was going like, we're truly not broken. We may be bruised and battered, but we're not really broken. Yes. And that really resonated with me. So, Marlissa, you are not broken. <laughs> you might have been bruised. You might have been battered. But you are not broken. And Transformation Speaks is definitely you. Thank you. And and I was going to say, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that everything we go through is so we can develop into the person that we were truly meant to be and impact people that we were truly meant to impact. So when you even said you and your husband were thinking about doing the podcast, how many people feel alone and stuck in the same place yeah. that you're moving through? So how you will be able to meet them and be sensitive to things that someone who does not have an incarcerated loved one would never even begin to understand. That's how I look at my story, that it gives me a pulpit somewhere that levels the playing field because I can say, I get it. I know what it's like to be um, assaulted as a child. I know what it's like to watch our, my parents um, perform domestic violence where my mother was beat under the table. I get it. I saw it. I know what it does to your insides. Yeah. And that is so very important because I believe the thing that is wrong with society right now is that we lack connection. Yeah. That because of COVID-19 or and technology and all those other things, we have allowed it to cause us to become isolated and separate. And we really do need each other. Yeah. And we need to learn and heal with each other. We do that in community. So I really do believe that that we we need each other in this in this world. Yeah. despite COVID-19, to mm -hmm. be in community so that we can continue to heal from all sorts of traumas. Yeah, definitely. Marlissa, this has been impactful and definitely a wow. So as we get ready to wrap up, what is one good last nugget you can give our listeners? that you can always move from trauma to triumph. Nothing can happen to you that will keep you from being triumphant unless you choose it. You're the only one who can determine your future. People can do things to you, but they can't change you unless you allow them to. Things will happen but you can become more than what you were if you're willing to. Yeah. That is definitely, yeah. 
you can't you can't let people determine your fate or fate you can't let people determine whether you're going to succeed or not you can't let people that really don't know you right and you can't let that really put you in your course of life and when you take all of the trauma all of the abuses that have happened to you in your life no matter who is listening when you take that and then you can ball that up and make it into something beautiful even mm -hmm. if it started out ugly you can make it into something beautiful and something worth sharing and i tell that to a lot of people your story is worth sharing you may not want to do a podcast you may not want to write a book but there is somebody in your life that needs to hear that you I overcame do. it that you're out on that other side and that there is redemption after the ugliness and there is that hope So, Marlissa, I have appreciated it. It has definitely been wonderful. And you said that they could, you find you on Facebook, Instagram, also your website. Is there anything uh, else that you would like for our audience to know? Um, just learn to dance in the rain. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, it's you can't help it if it's raining. But you can decide what you are going to do while it's raining. And you can dance or cry. You choose. And find someone that is willing to listen to you so that you can get it out and begin to heal. That's amazing. I appreciate that. Marlissa, thank you for coming on. And everyone, as I love to sign off, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you're unstoppable. You are the beacon of hope and you are loved. Everyone have a good evening and we will see you back here on Monday. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.